Welcome to Answers with Jerry. Answering the tough questions, so you don't need to. What's up, guys? It's uh, Jerry. Thank you. You just heard my voice. Uh, thank you for Anchor for sponsoring this episode like we just talked about. It's Jerry back again with another episode of Answers with Jerry. I know there was a halt, a bit of a lag during the holidays. I've been traveling. Uh, I'm currently staying in a hostel in uh, right outside of New York. Uh, so if there's any creaking or yeah, there's been some yelling at at night. I'm recording. It's nighttime. Yeah, I'm recording this episode. But uh, yeah, I apologize. Just just in general, I apologize for the uh, extended time period where there was not a new podcast. But no worries. We're here now, and there's going to be a new podcast right now because I'm recording it right now, and I'm obviously very excited. No guest. Uh, I recorded a guest episode with one of these, the guy that stays in the the room above me in this hostel, but uh, his English wasn't too great, so it, it didn't really make for a great listen, but nonetheless, I think we should hop right back into this episode. Uh, Patty, I, I don't know where she, she scoured the internet for this question. I know it already, but Patty, if you just want to read the question. If you could get a ticket to any show or event in history, what would you choose? Okay, so when Patty when Patty originally got this question for me, uh, it was kind of flawed, so I just want to point out that what the original question was. Because the original question was just simply if you could get a ticket if you could get a ticket to any show or or event, what would you choose? But I didn't know if this was like referring to an event that had already happened or like a hypothetical event that I could like make up in my head. Because if that if that was the case, I mean, I would obviously just choose the Chicago Bear. Like, like this is a not real. Let's point out that this is not real. But like the event I would choose would be uh the Chicago Bears versus Miami versus Miami Dolphins with halftime show featuring Dave Matthews Band featuring Kurt Cobain slash Nirvana. That would be my dream event. And I think that's how I could maximize that idea. But I don't like to really speak in hypotheticals. So I decided to make the question or I I decided to have the question referred to an event that has already happened. So I want to get that out of the way. A lot of great events to choose from. And I'm just thinking about this right now, actually. I'm not sure if having to. This is not, not really talked about in the question either. I'm not sure if having a ticket to this event would be like some sort of tra- time travel thing where I have a ticket to an event where I, I attend at my current state, like my physical form. But that, that that's how I'm going to go about it. That's how I'm picturing it. Because if I, if I picked like an event like Live Aid or something, you know, famous concert, I, I don't even know if my parents had even met yet. So, I, yeah, I've... I probably wouldn't even been sperm yet, so I would cease to exist at all. So I don't want to waste my choice on that. Uh, I think live a ha- live aid happened in. Uh, let me a second. 
Live Aid happened in 1985, so, so I would have been negative 14 years old. And I think my dad was only like 20 or 22 back then, so I don't even know if I was like swimming around down there in his uh, sack yet. So. What I was trying to say there, to put it bluntly, I'm answering this question with the assumption that I would be more or less time traveling to an event in the same physical and mental state I am in now. Just smack my lips. So where does that bring me to? Obviously, the big events people would be drawn to when answering this would be like sporting events and concerts because those are things that tickets are used for. I'm thinking off the top of my head, big answers would probably be like Jordan's 1997 finals game, like that famous shot, Kobe's last game, like the Giants Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots when uh, David Tree caught the catch on his head. Or maybe even like like something like Live Aid, which I talked about, legendary concert, like the best Grateful Dead show ever. I know those concerts are pretty sought after. Like original Woodstock or even Woodstock 90, 1994 or something. Original Lollapalooza, something like that. Yeah. You know, something that was really a moment in time whether people realized it at, like, whether, whether they understood that at the time or not. I think that there's a lot of good choices there. I didn't go that route with my answer, though. Uh, my reasoning is kind of simple, because I can just watch that stuff on, on video, or at, least, or at least most of it. I mean, I, I know what people are going to say, like, blah, blah, it's not the same, it's not the same as being there, like, in the moment. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not the same, okay, yeah, that's because I'm, it's probably more enjoyable watching it on video. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not at some event surrounded by thousands of sweaty people where every beer costs eight dollars. Oh, oh. I can watch it. I can watch it on my couch and I can drink thirteen Bush Lights. Cost me fifteen bucks. I still got a whole case left. So, yeah, I get it. it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. But I don't know if that's actually a detractor. To my stance. Uh, so yeah, I get it. It's it's not the same now. So that, so, what I want to talk about is another thing about this event is, like, let's say I'm going to go see Jordan's shot. I already know what's gonna happen. So, I feel like being there in the moment, like, in a stadium like that, would be very much built on the energy. And I think if I knew what was going to happen, there would be a big disconnect. So, I mean, I'd rather I'd rather be watching the game on a TV than in a stadium with a bunch of drunken buffoons yelling in my ear the entire time. And so where does that bring us? Because that knocks out, like, a lot of events. So my approach here would answer this question. It's kind of like the Mark Wahlberg approach. If you guys aren't aware, Mark Wahlberg... Like, in terms of what Mark Wahlberg said he was going to do if he was on the planes that crashed on 9-11. So if you don't remember what Mark Wahlberg said, uh, he more or less said something like, if that was me on the plane, I don't think it would have gone down that way. Something something like that. And, well, I want to say right now, I'm not picking picking my ticket to an event uh, to be on the planes that crashed 9-11. Because that's, I mean, let's be honest, I thought... If I stopped one of those planes, the other one was going to crash anyway, so nothing nothing I could really do. But I, I kind of like what Mark, Marky 
uh, Marky Mark is saying here. I like his sentiment. I want to have an impact on the world of my choice and have it really mean something. So the answer I'm going to go with is I would want a ticket to the Malice at the Palace. November 19th, 2004 at the Palace in Auburn Hills, Michigan. So if you are unaware of what the Malice at the Palace was, it was an NBA basketball game against two med, two Midwest teams, the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons. And after Big Ben, no, no, just Ben Wallace, not Big Ben, he took a hard foul from Ron Artest, who then became a Meta World Peace later. You might know him now as Meta World Peace, which is ignorantly, I mean, ironically enough. But well, they actually, they, there was a hard foul and they started fighting. It was like an actual brawl, really. And players from each team were duking it out. And it got so bad to the point where Ron Artest actually went into the stands and started fighting with fans. So not he wasn't just fighting the players. He was fighting little fans. Uh, it was one of the... Smack my lips. It was one of the darkest days in NBA history up to that point. And uh, it's, still, it's still seen as one of the most chaotic moments in sports history. I love the NBA. And I think this moment really put a lot of the NBA and its players in a bad light. So kind of like the 9-11 thing, I would, I'd use my ticket to go to this game and stop the event from happening. And I know I couldn't stop the fight between Ben Wallace and Ron Artest from happening, which is, that's fine because fights happen in the NBA just like in any other sport. Like, it's not, that's not the big deal. So what I would, what I would do with the same knowledge that I have now is I'd buy a ticket for a seat right by where Artest runs into the stands to fight a fan. Because uh, that's when this com- becomes really absurd. So I'd buy a ticket and when he, when he, when he goes to that spot to fight a fan, I would confront him and I would stand there cutting him off. And I would clench my fist and confront him and uh, knock him out with one punch to the temple. Therefore, preventing any more damage from occurring. So, because I mean, right now I'm a young man in peak physical shape. So I'm pretty confident I can knock him out. And I'd probably become a hero in the city, the in the city of Detroit for years to come. They don't have a lot of heroes there, so I mean, I'd be I'd, probably, I'd be like the guy, I'd be the fan who punched Ron Artest in the face. Uh, for, I'd like free beer and Tim Hortons coffee everywhere I go, anytime I'm in Detroit. And uh, the NBA in total sticks with its clean image for young fans, which is a big deal. Uh. It's not as big as heroics as 9-11. Though I, I do think it's more realistic and manageable for me personally. Like, like let's, I mean, let's be honest. What was I going to do against those terrorists? Not much. Not much I could have done there. They had box cutters. I I, I could knock Ron Artest out with one punch. Uh, Metal World Peace. In my, in my current state, I could, bam, right there, boom. And I, I still think this has a lot of valuable outcomes for me. I mean, like I said, Detroit, I'd be like the kid of Detroit forever. Like, I could open my own bar there based around, like, it'd probably be called The Punch or something. I don't know. And uh, not just for me, I think the greater good, children, 
uh, ones who are watching the game and the ones who are ones who are at the game too. Because I mean, this was this was not a pretty sight. If you need to see more, you can look up the mouse to palace. It's pretty disturbing, uh, and it tarnished the NBA for a little while. So yeah, that's pretty much my answer here. Uh, it's unselfish, and it's. I think it's manageable and unselfish, so I th- I think it's pretty fair. Uh, I'd love to hear what other people have to say with this one. Like I always say, don't don't do not write me any letters. I'm getting way too many letters at the house. Just like reply to me on Instagram or something if you if you so please to. Uh, that's this episode. Guests are on the way. I think we're. I think I am scaling a, a bit back, man. I think I'm only do one episode a week. Hopefully, as little episodes just by myself as possible, because I like having conversation with other people. I like, bam, a meeting of the minds. I like that. Uh. Yeah, I think that's it. I I want to thank Anchor again for sponsoring this episode, and I will see you guys. I won't see you. You'll hear me. But I will I will be out in the world again with a new episode in the coming weeks. So take it to any event in history. How would you do it? Jerry answered Mouse at the Palace. I hope everyone has a great new year and a prosperous January. Jerry out. <laughs>